Now ladies and gentlemen, three ladies coming out of Brooklyn, New York. It's the Unfiltered Trio Podcast. So um, our past episode, we kind of spoke about like financial literacy. Where did I, where do we learn our finances from and kind of like what we can kind of do better to make sure that we're managing them um, properly, right? So another kind of question comes up. Why don't they teach this in schools, right? Because it would be helpful for our children to learn financial literacy, even if we don't know. So, Luz, you have any takes on that? Do yes or no? Me? Financial literacy in schools? In schools? I'm on the 50-50 line. You're 50 I'm on the 50-50 <laughs> line. I cannot give you a yes Okay, or so there's no. not like a 49-51 no, kind I'm of... No, I'm literally on the 50. Like, 50% 50 of me is the real good as to why they should learn in school. The other 50% of me goes like, maybe really they shouldn't because I don't think V is going to be adequate. Okay, how about you, Maria? I'm 100% yes. 100% yeah. yes. Okay. For me, I am... I'm like 5149. <laughs> okay. I'm 51. Hold on one second. I'm 51 towards not having it in schools and 49, like, okay, it could be beneficial, right? So, why do you think? I really want to know why no. Like, what's the no like what's the Wait, part the, the, the impartial part yeah. okay so for me i think in a perfect world if you have financial literacy be taught in school i think it will be great for kids a hundred percent right but unfortunately we don't live in a perfect world so having people that don't even know how to manage their finances teach them that's one part right having um, a teacher that probably doesn't even know how to manage their own finances, teaching my child, also the curriculum, I think it's not going to be like, okay, I don't, I don't see schools the way they teach, right? For example, take math subject, right? Mm -hmm. You take math. You're not teaching your kid. You, in the beginning, yes, you teach them like the basics. Then you go into like this whole thing about teaching math where you don't even use that in your everyday type of life. You genuinely don't. You know, they, with right, the fractions and this so, and that. Whatever. I think with financial literacy, I think it's the same. Like, you're going to take a textbook. You're going to be like, okay, this is the way. But you're not really having, you're not really teaching the kids how to comprehend what it is that you're doing. That's the part that I kind of struggle with. Because schools, they don't really teach you what they're what you really are going to learn out there. Right, you know, practical knowledge, right? Yeah, to be practical. Maybe I don't think they're gonna teach uh when they, in the courses at least. I don't think they're gonna be like, okay, you need to budget this or you how to open a bank account. I think it's just going to be like the history, quote unquote, or like financial literacy or my why you need it, and that's really it. I don't think it's well, going to help the kids. Well, I mean, well, when we talk about financial literacy, I, I wrote it down here, like what they would actually like be teaching. It would be like how to open a bank account, paying bills on time, creating and managing a household budget, how credit works and how to increase your credit score, using debt responsibly, saving money for retirement and comparing financial products like credit cards or investments. Right. So and, like, I don't you like, think that's what they're going to teach in school. Is that what they're going to? That uh, might be. Not, I, mean, I don't know what they're idea. going to, but that's that's, that's financial literacy. That's that's how it's broken down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they would they would that's how they would create the curriculum around that for example like if you're talking about budget right 
nobody can teach you how to budget your own money because the, the way you would budget your own household depends on like what you value, where your priorities are, how much is coming in, how much is going out, what, you know, what, what is going on in your life, you know, but there's a skill to it. There's a skill to, to learning how to budget. Uh, the teacher's not going to teach you how for you to personally do your personal finances, but they're going to give you the skills. And, and and when people talk about, are they going to, you said, oh, are they going to be adequately teaching financial literacy? It's not, that, I mean, that's not, you, you can't say no to something because you don't think they're going to be good at it. There's good yeah, teachers <laughs> and there's bad teachers. And we all had good math teachers and or bad math teachers. That's 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 public school. You know, like yeah, not every teacher is going to be good. Is also, um, is also the curriculum now, like what the kids are being taught is changing constantly. What we learn about 10, 15 years ago is definitely not the same thing how what kids are learning today. You know, and I think because there's so many, there's also a so shortage of teachers. So it's like, I think adding something else to it when it hasn't been around I just think, like I said, I don't think it's um, a let bad me, idea. Let me correct that because it has been around and it's for been around long? for a hundred years that what, they've been trying financial literacy in schools. Yeah, there's like how many? It's like been seven states already that no, passed it. Oh. There's there's way more than that. We have up to Hold thirty on. states that have passed laws regarding financial literacy education in schools. Some are mandated, some aren't. So I think about twenty one states okay. is where they mandate financial literacy in schools. So we've already been implementing this and this has started over a hundred years ago, right? So for me, right, the reason why I am not so for it is because one, we've been implementing it for a hundred years. Two, there hasn't been much change, right? So if you look at the studies, right, there's a study that I found and it was about, it was with three professors and they were analyzing 168 research papers and 201 studies on financial literacy education. And they found that only 0.1% of people actually it made a difference for, right? Uh -huh. So um, Forbes, Forbes actually, um, Forbes, which is like the American business magazine, right? Um, they actually showed that research shows that the students that had higher financial literacy um, from the FINRA Foundation found that the ones that had higher financial literacy were less likely to have late fees, make only minimum payments on their credit cards, and take out payday loans, right? So they're not doing these these things that are very expensive. Mm -hmm. And also, um, it, it said that states that have implemented financial literacy requirements have also seen positive outcomes. <clears throat> Three years after implementing this change, Georgia, Idaho, and Texas saw credit scores rise and delinquency rates fall. I think like... When, when was that taken? Um, when was that survey? This was 2022. Yeah, I, I saw that. This was 2022. Yeah, yeah I remember mm -hmm. this um, so article. That was fairly recent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now, now with that, first we have to figure out wh who are they or who in those statistics are they um are they using to give you those numbers right so you see how in your and this is why statistics is kind of like yeah. hazy because depending on the type of people that you, you are right that you're that they're, you're using for your statistics could determine the outcome. So like for you, it says that it's positive, whatever, um, and that 
um, they have a higher higher rate of six of being success uh, of being more financially literate, right? But there's also if you look at and I look at these two separately, right? So I looked, I was like, okay, let's make the argument that they are becoming more financially literate, right? Okay, so I looked at the I looked at Mississippi, right? Mississippi has a mandated program that a hundred percent of the students need to follow, right? But then when you look at poverty, right? Mississippi In Mississippi, the they have rate. the highest poverty. So the two is kind of, and I looked at these two separately, right? I'm not going to look at a something biased that has like, uh, they're trying to answer their own questions. So I look at them separately and I'm like, okay, if financial literacy is so good, then why is it that Mississippi has the highest rate of poverty, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, it boils down to a social economic situation, right? And it doesn't matter whether you teach it in schools or whether you don't, there's other factors that come into play when we're talking about financial literacy. And that's kind of like my argument. Do, do you think that financial literacy is meant to like cure poverty to well, get rid of it? that was going to be my next question. What do you think is the purpose of financial literacy? Because I think that everyone here might have a different outlook on that. So for you, what is the purpose of financial well, literacy? I mean, just, just because you do learn financial literacy, I mean, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be taken out of poverty because it's not teaching you skills to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's teaching just you, you it's just know. it's just it's not only budgeting though it's just giving you the tools that you need just to know what's going on right a lot of people really don't understand how important your credit score is right they don't know how it works what affects it how credit in general is supposed to be used mm-hmm. positively so if you don't know these things you're most likely not going to take advantage of them right but financial literacy is not meant to to wipe out poverty. There's that's a whole poverty will never be wiped out. But as long as people understand like how to use a credit card without going into debt, how to make you, you can't just be making minimum payments. You should technically you should be using a credit card like a debit card, right? You just just to make that credit score go up, right? You know, um, for example, like fresh out of college or fresh out of high school, the guys want to go and they want to impress the ladies. Right. I'm sure Adrian's going to want to impress the ladies when he he gets out. He's going to be like, oh, if I have a nice car, I'm going to get all the ladies I want. Right. And they don't understand that when you're when you're when you have no credit history, you're going to be you're going to you're going to have really high interest rates. Right. And then most likely, if you don't really do the math of like what the monthly payments are going to look like in the next five years, you're most likely going to not be able to make those payments and then get it rep- repossessed, whatever. And then what happens to your credit score? It's tanked. Right. Because you've got you, you never paid your 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 monthly payments and now you got a car repossessed, so you're gonna you're gonna have a delinquency on your credit report, right? So they don't really no no one understands how long it's gonna take a delinquency to to come off your credit credit history, and how it's gonna affect it, and then how you're gonna be paying for it 10, 15 years later down the line when you finally got your shit together, but now you want to purchase a house. Now you're ready. Now you're making the big bucks after 10, 15 years, right? And then you have to pay for your mistakes that you did when you were 20, 21, because you, ne- you didn't know these things. 
Okay. Right. Now, my argument would be like even us at the table, right? If we talk about just us <clears throat> and like what we learned, right? As I got older, I've I've learned about compounding stress. I le learned about retirement. I've learned about investing. I've learned about real estate. I've learned about all these things. Does it mean that my circumstances has changed? Not at all. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's changed a little bit, well, right? With the knowledge, good, you're, you're right? You're a good example, right? For example, how, how old are you? If you I'm 35. Yeah. Okay, right. When do you think you started learning about these things? Oh, I've learned them since I opened up a credit card because I'm not the one not to look at what it is that I'm, I'm um, going into. So, like, how? I've uh, 18, okay. right? When I went to college, I got my first credit card. Right. So you knew so about I already about knew interest and everything. I, and I already knew about interest and how it works. I there was even a course in college that they teach you. I forgot statistics and something I was being taught and they teach you about compound interest. But it doesn't mean that my knowledge and my socioeconomic um, where I'm at socioeconomically was going to save me just because I had financial literacy, right? So there was other factors that were playing into why I wasn't making good money decisions. So you're saying the fact that was outside kind of um, make a bigger impact. Than make you a bigger impact yes. than you learning financial literacy right. in school. Absolutely. Okay. So like, for instance, like with, um, <clears throat> I also read something else and it said that reading, if anything, more than any other um uh any other course brings people out of poverty brings people out of like getting towards that financial literacy when now in new york city they just announced that the reading scores are going low so why are we going to focus so much on financial literacy when we have to worry about the fundamentals i don't think it was of, i think the question the, the beginning question that we had in the when we first started it was should it be taught you know but that's what, I'm, think, saying, that's what that, I'm saying that i think it should just to have like a basic Right. knowledge that that's but that, really but it, we already do know? so has that changed new york city has it yeah but it's not mandatory new york city yeah, it's an know. elective course okay it's, it should be mandatory yeah in high school it's an elective okay. course uh enough. my cousin uh taking starting when my though, cousin when took i went it. to high school i didn't yeah have. i'm not I i'm not 100 percent sure but my cousin who went to I don't know if it was Fort Hamilton or FDR. I think it was FDR, right? Regardless whether it's she, still around, but like I think our question she, is, should it be mandatory to graduate high school, right? I mean, no, that, no, that was, no anything can be offered. Be so, be well, let me finish. So she said that she took that course, right? And it's all those things, but she wasn't, that's not where she was at at that point, right? So in that same study that I was talking about in 2014, in, that they did in 2014 with all of this research and whatever, they... Um, they actually spoke about that. They said that even if you teach the person financial literacy over time, that knowledge diminishes if you're not, if it's not being put into use. If it's not using it. Yeah. Right. Use if it's it not being, it, right? right. It's use it or lose it. If it's not being put into use, How, most mean, kids are going to forget about it because you have like aging. He's going to finish high school. When, when, when does he have to worry about credit card? I mean, you're, you're a good parent where you can teach them, teach him. You know, yeah. this is how you manage your finances, but that's where it starts. I believe it starts with the parents. So we could do it in high school. We want there will be some people that will benefit from it. But in overall, I think that my solution to this is kind of like when they finish high school or going to college, you sit down and college has this already a financial advisor to tell you what to do. But they're not like Lou said, sometimes they're not um 
adequate Ad, right they're not uh, i'm trying to find the word it starts with a c i completely forgot they're not um competent competent enough thank you <laughs> they're not competent enough to teach these kids these things so it's the onus of the parents to kind of be like no this is my personal issue with my child and i need to do this and that's who it falls on for me because we can use our resources financial advisor and all this stuff but every time i went to a financial advisor in college they weren't telling me anything oh fafsa Go ahead, apply for FAFSA. Not even for scholarships, right? They'll kind of tell you, but they're not gonna. They they have so many students that they advise that they don't literally sit down with you and have this conversation with you and actually educate you on these things. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at with it. Yeah. So, for example, I I agree. Like the most effective way for kids to learn finances and how to handle money well it starts from the home it starts from the home sure they're not it's not that the parents are going to be like most times parents are not going to really verbally teach you but they're going to learn from your good habits or your bad habits that's what they're going to learn that's what they're going to pick up on how you if, if mom is always late on the rent late on her credit card payments you know it's it's just like a normal thing it's the most effective if if that was the case where I mean people can already do that if the responsibility fell on the parents, then theoretically everybody would be good. Yeah, who doesn't want to teach your kids to have good good spending habits? I mean, some people aren't thinking about, about that, that, but yeah. that's that's the problem. Most people, both parents are going to work. Maybe they have a single mother or a single uh, father. Who doesn't have the time to do that because they're trying to make ends meet they have no time they barely have time just to communicate how her day was and they're focused on just trying to put some food on the table and just working hard to get her through life get themselves through life they don't have time to oh this is you know you know try to save your money save your money because you can't show her that because you can't save any money because you're just trying to pay pay rent yeah, and that. trying to barely you know buy her her jordans you know like whatever you can do whatever you think you're prioritizing but that's not really how they're gonna learn really bad things and then it's really hard to unlearn these bad habits rather than starting early learning how to develop good good spending habits just having the knowledge is power not listen we're in a capitalist society, so we're going to, from the moment you're 14, you're already thinking about money. You're thinking, okay, maybe you get an allowance. Maybe you ask your parents for some money. All right, you have to know, how, how am I going to make this last through the whole week? You have to know, okay, if I splurge on Monday, I'm not going to have enough to, ha to have a lunch on Friday. So already you, you have to start teaching your kids yeah but everything you're saying and sorry to cut you off is everything you're saying is coming from the home none of it right. that you're saying is you know being taught in school you know that's why like to me it's like a 50 50 i think there should be some basic skill in just some basic like mm -hmm. 101 sure. but anything else any intricacy anything harder than that i just don't think kids are going to benefit from I don't. I don't anything think anything advances. Anything right. advances, the, they're not going. There's to no question from, you know? that you should already be doing that at home. But peep, the problem is people don't. Parents don't. That's my point. But yeah, exactly. And you but can't force them to. You can't pass you don't along. Don't do it at home. What you learn in school, you don't use it. Right? It's like when kids go to school now. You never know who is going to have benefit is, from it. Benefit from it. Yeah, but that goes as from anything. As long as that goes from there's anything. kids that 
that's yeah, a hundred percent. But at least this is something that you can use in the real world that you're gonna honestly use your whole life. Are you gonna use algebra your whole life? Probably not. Are you gonna use chemistry no, your whole you life? Need to learn Probably how to read. not. But are you are you gonna learn how to manage money and how the real world works? How your credit report is basically all that, that is to you according to the banks. That's right. what they have to understand. But I right. And I agree with everything you're saying, but for me it's a lot more complicated than that because I think that even with math being a problem for some children, we need to focus on teaching them basic math as well because that's the only way and that's that's another study that was done is like math is more important than teaching financial literacy so when we talk about yeah, resources in schools basics, how are you going right, to manage everything you're not going to be able to manage anything if you can't read you can't read the fine prints and things of that nature you can't read the loans or whatever think, getting well, into it well, and then the math going but that, but my reasoning for mentioning these things is because we don't have enough resources in schools school to actually give you a full high school students a full course on financial literacy. That's why it's implemented into the math program because now you they they don't have they're not going to hire another teacher. We're looking for more teachers. So to say that financial literacy should be taught in schools, I disagree with that. So why do you, are you opposed to if the math if, if it's implemented in the math course? Why? Why are you so opposed to that? You you don't want the no, people, I'm the, not. the kids that don't have access to anybody teaching them just the basics at home. You don't think that they should have access, even if they don't use it, right? But you don't think that they should just have the equal opportunity to have access from coming from a household that, that they, doesn't but, teach it to I them. But they're they're they're, it's already being implemented, is what my point is. Anything further than what we went, what people are implementing into these math courses right or whether it's mandate or whether it's an elective it doesn't mean it's going to change somebody's circumstance right it's, it's not gonna it, it it'll make to, you, you it, it'll get gonna, you it's thinking it's but it's hurt. literally 0.1 percent of the pop we're saying should it be taught in schools well, i don't believe i don't believe to, it to is your experience but there's multiple other ones that say how it's it's positive and there's honestly not enough really to get to not enough programs not enough states that require it to be a, a requirement for graduation so it's not it's not like you can really get as much results you can't really see the result because it's so it's not enough of states that require it so it, it's early I mean, in 30 stages. states is a, is, a, is, a, is a lot of and 100 that, years that of research and no, 100 no, no, no. years of implementing that are mandatory it into the state. For, for, for 21 graduation? to no. 25 yes is mandatory for graduation 20 states 21 to 25 i believe it is it's changed over the years because more states are implementing it into their into their courses um which is great you know and honestly i mean especially after the pandemic might be mandated especially after the pandemic now more states are are saying yes to it because they realize it was it was it was a, a punch in the face that people people if they didn't have they nobody has an emergency fund Everybody, if there's, God forbid, there's an emergency like like COVID happened, nobody is ready. Right. Nobody's so ready. So that's that's my other argument. It's like you could teach these financial literacy courses, right? You could teach them all these things, but, but we have to teaching? we have to worry about also the um, the our life changing events like COVID, right? And then the economic conditions, right? Because now we're in a place in society where we're in a recession, right? That's what. 
that's what people are saying. We're in a recession. Eggs are $8. So we have to, for me, we have to focus on more important things, right? Like what? Like the socioeconomic, life-changing events, um, the eco- the economy, where it's at. We can't... You're not going to change you the could, economy. Like, whatever, you have to You have to. Our fo- I'm just saying our to, focus is, our right, focus example, is in the wrong you, places. If you... Well, you know, you have to focus on your own. You know what I mean? Like, you have to focus on yourself. If you're not ready for these things, the, the only thing you can change yourself immediately is yourself. And learning how to have better spending habits. So you have to help yourself before you can help the whole world and the whole nation, right? And how are you going to help yourself and your kids? It's for them to have more access to the things that they're going to use every single day of your life. Money. Money is, you're going to use it every day. You're not going to use algebra. You're not going to use math. You don't have to use math. You ask AI. You use a calculator. You don't have to. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not helping the situation. That's not helping the situation. That that doesn't help the situation. Then why would be the point? You know what I mean? That doesn't help the situation. I think, like I said, to me, I'll still be like 50-50 just for the simple fact. Yes, all the points that you both are making are very, very valid, you know? But at the same time, it's just that if you teach it in school... What are you going to gain from it? What exactly are they teaching the kids, right? Because we can sit here and talk about it for another hour, the benefits, the pros, the cons of it. The thing, honestly, is, okay, they're teaching this, um, fin- excuse me, financial literacy in school, but what are they teaching the kids, I right? just... No, you said like budgeting, okay, but from what? From like high school, okay, so you get a 40-minute course, it's mandatory, um, that's what they're telling you in paper, but what is actually the teacher doing? Because you can have be like, okay, I'm supposed to teach you budgeting. I'm supposed to teach them this. Or you can do be like, okay, t- take out your textbook, go to page twenty, and then right, you're saying minutes. it's not as effective yeah, because these you, people you're, are you're, going no, to put your the effort point, into it. Your point is about the adequacy of um the course, right? Yeah, because then if that's you can say for anything. There's good schools and there's bad schools. That's another. That can be another episode for a podcast, like how actual public schools are funded, but right? Who's which teaching which you this though? It's the, depends it's, on it's, which it's, where it's you're teacher. learning. Because if you're in a, a community where you have a lot of so funding, then you're probably going to have a really okay, good teacher. So Wait, hold on, we're talking over each other. So sorry. So you're saying financial literacy basically will benefit if you're in a good neighborhood or if you're in a better school than if you are in a worse school. That's just, in general, how public school works. That's how funding works. So then what would be the purpose of teaching you then? Financial literacy. What's the point of teaching chemistry? There's bad teachers and good teachers So it's like, at this point, point, I feel like there are pros and cons to teaching financial literacy. And that's why I I personally am like 51-49. But for me, the way I view it, it's like, I want to deal with the real issues before using the because i'm a teacher right i work in a school so i see how much these teachers are struggling right to make sure they are hitting their mandates make sure that they're teaching the class properly make sure that these programs are being implemented and then we just spoke about um depending on the neighborhood how much money they're getting for these programs and it's like okay who are we helping we're just helping a small few so for me it doesn't seem it's not important enough to do it right because at the end of the day we're just helping a small few so if that's the case then i believe a solution to it would be okay if this is so important then you know what let's create a nonprofit for it right let's help if we can't help 
you know, the world, right? We create nonprofit. There's, there's nonprofits and, all over for that already. Right, but nobody has the resources to it, right? Can you name one right now? Yeah. I, I don't know. I remember the... the but that's... And, right, and so it's important states, that we get that we get this information out, mm-hmm. so this way that people can they're, better. They're actually, them. using for the the nonprofit that I want to um, remember, they actually use their their template. So the ones the states mm-hmm. that do already uh, mandate like um, having financial literacy to to graduate, mm-hmm. they use this nonprofit's like coursework Mm -hmm. because it's already available to parents and a lot of programs and they're using like their template in schools Mm -hmm. so that and and i I would and what we can do for this episode too is kind of like if you want to gather those resources of programs nonprofits that offer those solutions um because i don't think i think here we've already (laughs) established that loose is 50 50 i'm I'm 41 49 and maria is 100 percent in (laughs) because because just it's just it's just the important thing is just having the access to it you know Right. Programs get cut in schools all the time. And sometimes, you know, having something that's going to benefit, is that maybe it doesn't benefit you, right? But just having the access, just having a starting point for the kids that don't get it at home, you never know who is, whose life it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not saying, obviously, you know, you have to budget, like even a school has to budget, like, okay, what's more important? Right. But there's sometimes like, there, this is I, I believe it's a really important issue because I'm not saying uh, cut music or cut art or something like that. Oh, they don't like even that. that anymore. They don't find that important. And that well, in some schools, schools, depending they, on yeah, the budget, right. that some schools well, don't this even would, have sports. This would, be, this would be something that I think is more important because a lot of people don't have access to it. Like, they can, you know what I mean? Like, they can go play sports, like, outside. That comes natural. It's fun. It's, it's fun to get kids excited about sports right maybe they don't have to really implement it in schools to like it just comes like it's just natural it's an easy thing to like sports right but financial literacy people don't no one's really gonna go out of their way only the few that really have that that spark in them that want to have that have that intention to make money in the future right they don't get it from home they have it you know from within but if they only have that access it would it would make a lot, a lot of difference because they don't get but it they at home. There's have the access, though. That's what she was saying. The access has been there, and it hasn't been making a difference. No, the access you have to go look for it. If it's no, mandatory in school, how many states have it already mandatory? Mandatory, I think it's like twenty, twenty-one, but across the country, there's like thirty states across the country that has some sort states. of financial states. literacy course. Mandatory. So if they already have it, and they admit have it, and they haven't been a difference, and it hasn't. They been have been a difference. A very small change, right? Because I told you there was but a study not, that I looked. Gonna, it's not gonna. It's not gonna kill poverty, but it's gonna. No, you're gonna see. You're gonna that. see the the thing that I'm fighting for is that it will start you off from an early age being more conscious about the spending habits that you have or the financial decisions. That's my point. It's mm-hmm. not like it's going to... Because poverty means how much is coming in, right? Your income. Just because you're fi- financially literate doesn't mean that you're going to be... You're going to be in a career that's making a lot of money. Or I'm not saying it's going to make you want to make a lot of money, too. That It's also about, like, what you want and what you value. But it'll teach you how important your credit score is. Just the basics. 
Because a lot of people don't even understand the basics and they're 30, 35 years old. Like they have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how a credit card works. They don't know how anything works. You know, you people get mad about like, oh, there's a credit card fee. You know, like they just people just don't understand like the simple things of how things work. And if you did, you would just make more educated decisions about simple things in your everyday life. But it's not going to be like you're going to all of a sudden just because, you know, compound interest, you're going to make all this money. No, that that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different topic. But just having just making it mandatory, even if they don't, they never go looking for it. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to know what compound interest is. I'm going to go look for a nonprofit that, you know, ha that has access to this. No, but making it mandatory. I have to take it. I have to know it. And. You're obviously going to put it to use once you graduate. It's once not obvious <laughs> because 0.1% of people actually, um, like I said before, 0.1% of people benefit from it. And people who are going, low income you, benefit if from you it think even you're not less. Using it, if you think you're not using these basic, this, these basic tools, you're... you're you're going to pay at, at, at... You're going to go to the bank. You're going to open a bank account. You're going to... Maybe if you go to college, you're going to take out a student loan. You're going to open up credit cards. Yeah, but I think it's need versus want, right? So when people are in a socioeconomic situation, what their need is overrides whatever it is that they've learned or they want, right? They can say, I want to save money, right? But the need that they have doesn't allow them to save money. You get what I'm saying? doesn't allow them to create a budget, right? Because they're probably their their needs, right? Their basic needs that are being food, shelter, whatever, clothes, whatever that's it is, has to... That's part of budgeting. But what I'm saying is that... Doesn't mean you're going to get out of poverty. Can I finish? So what I'm saying is that their needs, right, are more, like, money-wise, right? They can't budget because they're not making enough money to meet these needs, right? So most people... No, I'm not going to say most people. So... Well, if you're paying rent, if you're paying your credit card bills, I mean, this is budgeting. Some people don't even want credit cards, especially like if you live in a in a like housing and stuff, you have to make a certain amount of certain income. Some people are comfortable with that. Some people just be like, you know what? The government is paying my rent. That's a I'm whole different no, episode. Trust me, I have a no, lot to say about that. <laughs> you know, but they don't want to. So even if you offer it in school, be like, you know what? I don't care for this because I already have a lifestyle where I'm okay with. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. And I think I, for me, I think it's like the select few that are interested in those things. There's resources for them, right? And you said those resources, there's nonprofits, your parents, most likely if your parents are financially stable, whatever, and thinking about finances, you're you're also going to benefit from it. So different groups are going to benefit it, benefit from it in different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. Depending on your circumstance and what your need is versus what you want. Right. Okay. So so my question is, I, I guess I'll ask it backwards. Right. Let's say all 50 states made it mandatory. Mm -hmm. Right to have this course at least a one credit course to graduate right so how would that be a bad thing how would that how, would that be it's not about bad or good no 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 i'm not saying bad what would what would be your cons for that go i told you my con is <laughs> the resources in the schools you're making it mandatory for these schools to do it when they could use those resources for something, for something else. else there was there was something else that i read that it takes 
one billion dollars there was a country that implemented this and it takes them one billion dollars annually to support a financial literacy course in schools okay that's a lot of money that's a lot of money out of the school's budget especially when your kids can't read right so that's why i'm saying it's not for me it's not a necessity in schools right. that there's other ways that we can go about it i'm not saying that you shouldn't be financially literate we were obviously i'm just saying there's other was. ways that we can help the community become more financially literate and we've already been doing that right i don't think there's any cons like i don't sit here and be like okay there are cons to it i to me i'm still kind of in the middle right if you have it and your school can't afford it then yes great great. honestly great do i think it's necessary no because like i said i don't think half of the time uh teachers are teaching the kids what they're supposed to do it anyway they just they just go ahead get you through the year and that is it and you go on to the next year well yeah that's that's what's said for all the schools okay so then that's my point right if that is how you feel then what's the point of adding something else into the curriculum that is just going to be taught just to teach just as black just as as, there right you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so to me like if you're not going to genuinely teach this and break it down or whatever like it sounds great on paper teaching how to budget teaching how to this it sounds awesome right because i'm sure if we actually had an actual curriculum here from the teachers it'd be like oh my god my kid is learning all of this i can promise you my kid is not (laughs) he is not (laughs) like he is not like you know and you just don't so to me it's like like i said if it's there and the school can uh, afford it and you have a person who's actually teaching what they're supposed to yes of course go ahead take the course unfortunately that does not go all around so to me like, like it's like, not a one-size-fits-all i size would rather all. have my kid know how to properly read than for him to budget because i can teach him that at home you know mm-hmm. what i mean but if he's gonna go to school i wish so i, I wish find more other parents were like you you, you know, know because I unfortunately do. I, they i'd don't. rather do that because then it's also like this you have to learn how to express yourself and know how to write a paper kids nowadays they don't know how to write a paper yeah, they don't they even don't. know how to write an email but now we're also going to teach them how to budget right you know so i just yeah i just think it's not school isn't the place for financial literacy whatever we have now great awesome like you said if you could afford it Awesome. If the school could afford it, even better, yeah. right? Because those are the schools that, um, like, the more programs you have for the children, those are the schools that are more successful. My daughter is in Long Island, right? So there's certain programs that she has there that she benefits from that if she was in the city, she wouldn't, yeah. right? And, and that's all about here. socioeconomics. She's in a less disadvantaged neighborhood versus if she was to live with me in Brooklyn, you know? So it, it then that's what I'm saying, like, socioeconomics. It, a lot of things play into it. It's not as easy as a yes or no at this point, at least for me, right? Because look so, at this way. Obviously, this is completely, you know, um, ir- not irrelevant, but the opposite. You've been having sex education in school for a long time. Like, they, you know, they teach you, you'll take a course about sex education. Has that stopped, like, teen pregnancy? Has that stopped abortions? Has that stopped all of that? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. People still don't know how to sit, sit there and wear a condom. But yet, you have that resource in school to teach you, right? But it's the same exact thing. You have the right, resource. Right, we come back to the... You know, we come back to the same thing. You, ha- you can sit there and be taught financial literacy, but it's still, what is it changing? It, what is it changing? Nothing. Right. It's not changing. So we're about 40 minutes in. <laughs> um, do we have any last thoughts, Maria? Anything you want to wrap up or leave the audience with? Um, well, 
I mean, I hope one day all 50 states have it as a mandatory requirement because unfortunately, you know, parents um, have a lot going on and they don't always um, are able to teach their kids. They have bad habits themselves. But, you know, if you are a parent, hopefully you realize how important it is to start them off early to teach them just the basics, just whatever it is. Um, focus more on your kids and, and try to set them um, on a good path early on. Teach them what you never knew yourself. And, you know, let's hope for the best for this generation. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I, I concur with everything she said, because honestly, things like uh, things are just becoming harder and harder and harder. And, you know, being knowledgeable is definitely power like it, you right have it's to, a plus <laughs> you have to sit there and know and you know pick up a book read do some research you know not you don't even have to pick up a book anymore you can just go on the internet and try to sit there YouTube, and educate, Google. Yes, <laughs> educate yourself Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Like, I still hold strong to my belief after this conversation that we don't need it in school. It's not a necessity. But I do hope that those that listen to our podcast can understand that it is important. We do live in a capitalist society, like Maria said. So we do have to learn how to take advantage of that, right? Not let it hold us down like oh i'm the victim this and this is happening to me no we have to learn to educate ourselves so we can take advantage of the system unless you're going to live off the grid then that's different <laughs> you know but even living off the grid you're still kind of sort of playing into capitalism it's just that it, it is what it is right but we can better educate our children so that the next generation is better than us then move f and forward right their children are better than them right so um I do want to say that I hope that we can, Maria, if you could find some nonprofits. I, I found Unless it. you found, okay. Yeah, so it's um, Next Gen Personal Finance. That's the one that um, a lot of the states that um, require it, um, it uses like their handbook and like all the resources that they what have online. Next Gen Personal Finance. Um, and they also have like free online games and activities on topics like investing and budgeting that they make it fun and interactive. And also the National Endowment for Financial Education has free online courses, learning activities and quizzes. Okay, that's great. Yeah, so we could probably put a link of like all our resources and so this way people could benefit, uh, click on it and then if they're interested in it, they have that, right? So now we're giving access to the people that we're connected with to better help their children, help themselves become more financially literate. Um, and then there's also like I told, I spoke in a different podcast, Girl Boss, right? That's another one. So like, um, you know, hopefully we could create like a resource list for to help people um, gain access to those things that they normally probably wouldn't think of or and a lot of these things are free, right? Free. free. There's no charge. You do one, two weeks, maybe a month of the of the program. You just have to make a commitment. So um, I look forward to uh, creating that list. <laughs> Until next time. Make money, guys. Uh, Maria. <laughs> With Liz. And Steph. We're out.